grow yourself and grow your marriage. Christian Jana here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. Welcome back, Jana. Oh, thanks, Chris. It's been a minute, but we won't cover that because no oh one cares. It's only been like 10 months, but it's fine. It's been, it's been like Probably. four. Seven? Five? July. Our anniversary was Seven, last time. Maybe. Yeah. We promised the people that we were going to do monthly or weekly. Oh, that's right. Monthly. Okay, fine. Just a super fast catch up. Here we go. We won't, we'll, yeah. Okay. So somebody approached us and they were like, hey, still listening to your podcast. Love your show. And we're like, oh, thanks. It's so encouraging. We looked at each other. We're like, you know what? Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Well, no, we had already had plans. We were like back on the wagon. We were already back on the wagon. So we were excited to tell him like, hey, we're, we're doing it. We've got plans. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. This time, this time we were, you know, kind of on and off. Right. And. Right. He encouraged us, and I was like, okay, all right, fine. We're going to do it. Let's do it. And I looked at John, and I was like, hey, let's do this. And she's like, okay, one a week, here we go. And then the next day, our daughter landed in the hospital. For an entire week. <laughs> and then it just set week. off. Well, yeah, we don't have to go into it. One day we might update you, but let's just say the month of July was hard. Lost my grandma. Our daughter was hospitalized for a week. We had multiple weddings to go to. It was like just everything was against us. So Yeah. And then it's just been chaos. It's wild. And then in September, we were just like, or August, we were just like, well, we don't have time. And then September, uh, just, just can't. After and November, now here. Forgot October. October, and now we're in November. Yeah. And we're back. For now. Okay. For now. So. <laughs> so For another few months. So here we go. Uh, uh, baby number six is on the way. <laughs> so that's cool. P.S. For anyone who cares. Uh, baby if you've number been six. with us this whole time, then you might know our in the first however many episodes our intro says parents of three. Yeah, and listen, if you're if you're some old average white guy listening to this, <laughs> yes, sex is our favorite activity. Stop, <laughs> because everybody says the same thing. You know how that happened, right? <laughs> like I can't even tell you, dude. Never walk by a group of a group. kids <laughs> and a family and say. You have your hands full, don't you? <laughs> that is so old. Okay, we're over it. We're over it. All right. What else are we over? Go. Well, your let's hands just, are. Let's just rapid fire your right hands now. Hands full. You know how that happens. You don't know you how have that a happens. TV? Right? <laughs> don't you have a TV? <laughs> what else do they say? I mean, yeah. the hands full. Honestly, is the one that's like. But like, dude, we have so many kids. The I'm just getting ready to get ratchet. Like, get ratchet. Like, yeah, dude, it's our favorite activity. Have you seen my wife? Like, stop it. Ew. Well, that's just, what my mom tells people. Like, yeah, have you seen my son-in-law? <laughs> Are you surprised? I'm like, mom. Uh, that's hilarious. But yeah. Anyway, just. Knock it off, dude. I remember one time. <laughs> you I, are getting. Rich. I remember one time going up to um, a couple, and they had these twin boys in their stroller. And what did I ask? The typical question: like, Are they twins? I said, "Are they twins?" And I swear, this dude looked at me and just like <laughs> could not hold it together. He was just like, "Yes," and he just turned his head. And in that moment, I realized I was that guy you were being to that him. Guy. Yep. And I was like. I understand that look. I get it, dude. I right. get it. Wait, and we get so, asked that a lot too. Oh, Are yeah. any of the multiples? Yeah. People are starting to ask It's just so funny because I remember someone put me in a twins group on Facebook or something. I, I don't know why. Because you're a twin. 
Uh, it could be. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> I think it was dads with twins. But anyway, I was in this group and uh, this dude posted. He's like, are you guys so freaking tired of people asking if they're twins? You know, and everyone like, commenting like rapid fire like, yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> and like, yeah, shoot. dude. Facepalm. Yeah. Oh, total facepalm moment. So anyway, I stopped doing that crap. Right. Whenever I see something, I'm just like, carry on. <laughs> like, well, here's the I thing. don't even. It's just because leave me people alone. don't know what to say. They don't. You, twins, and you, and you can see their eyes counting. One hundred percent. Sometimes people have their finger out. Like, one, at two, Costco, three. at Costco, we will literally get people and like their mouth starts to fall open a bit, and then they'll just like count with their eyes. You'll see their eyes just go up and down, up and down. Okay, but <laughs> Costco is the most annoying place to me because why else would you shop at Costco unless you have like a exactly. big family? If, if you have one kid and you shop at Costco. I don't understand it. I mean, Clearly, I guess if you're just smart odd. and you want to prep it up or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, remember know. when we just had two, we got a Costco membership and we didn't use it. We're like, this no, is silly. This is way too much food. And now so we can not get through, Yeah, but like a week of Costco stuff. Oh, dude. Wait, let's keep talking about this though for a minute because <laughs> I'm just saying, we don't mind you stopping us. We not get at it. all. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. It's just come up with some new lines. Something new. Yes, my hands are full. Yes. <laughs> now hold the door open, Barb, please. <laughs> And yes, we know how this happens. And yes, we like, know how this happens. It's just like, never say that line again. If you if you are under the sound of my voice, if you never <laughs> say that line It's just because they're again. looking for something to say. It's so... Or no, wait. Oh, I forgot oh. one. Are they all yours? Are they all yours? <laughs> that one too. Are they all yeah. yours? Yeah. No, I picked up a couple on the way. Like, I love shopping with kids at Costco so much that I was like, hey, kids, let's bring some other kids. Exactly. Like, who would ever do that? It's exactly. hard. It's hard enough. Exactly. So, as soon as this... Uh, bump starts bumping. I'm looking forward to the additional there you go. comments we're going to get. There you go. Actually, I will tell a funny story. So, so a girl that was doing, um, that I was going to for my haircuts for a while. Oh gosh. One, one time I was just having casual conversation with her. I was like, okay, so, so what'd you do on your day off? Cause her day off was before that. And she's like, actually I just went to Costco and I was like, oh no way. I was like, which one? My wife was there yesterday. And she's like, oh no. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I think I saw her. <laughs> And I was like, really? And she's like, I just remember seeing a woman with a bunch of kids in her cart. And I just remember thinking, where's the food? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. And then that's I'm totally over us. here like so embarrassed that I've been totally spotted us. out in the wild, I probably know, scolding my kids. Bro. Probably. I think that so day true. I had um, one of the other a friend's kids actually walking with me yes, at that point, did. so it looked like more. You did. You had our kids, and then you had... Two of the um, Cooper kids. Yes, two of the Cooper kids uh, in, in in the cart. And so she was just it like, It looked more ridiculous, the food? yeah. Because she had my kids. It's hilarious. So funny. But anyway, yes, so... Wait, wait, let's... I wanted to... There's additional things. We can just... This can be another topic of this conversation. Okay. Because... Okay. Because... So some people say things downright rude, though. Honestly, the hands full comment, whatever. Yes, our hands are full. So That's no, fine. Just stop. No, but, but it doesn't like make me mad. But there are people who have said that they feel but sorry. Here's for what's me. annoying about it: is people say it with the tone like it's original. Right. <laughs> They're just like they have this confidence and swagger about them when they say stop. it. They're just like. Well, you have your hands full, don't you? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Look, stop. remember this, because I guarantee one day you're going to be like a 70-year-old man, and you're going to see a woman with a cart full of kids, like, oh, your hands are f- no. full. You know what's the best? Is when people tell us, like, oh, you have a beautiful family. Yes. My daughter has five or six or seven or whatever. Like, that's the best, because it, cause they get us. Yeah. 
Well, I'll say it's usually this. a fellow big family. Yes. That's that's what. Okay, yeah. you stole my thunder because I was okay, going to talk sorry. about how there's people who yes. are just rude and and truly I've had people tell me that they feel sorry for me or like I know that's so whatever ridiculous. or like say something alluding Proud to like pronatalists. you poor you poor woman or something in front of the kids and Lola our oldest poor is very intuitive and she hears these things and she has brought it up to me before she's like mom. I feel bad. Do you do you get embarrassed? Like people always stop you and sometimes say stuff like that. And I was like, well, no, because I don't have any conviction over having this many kids. Like I believe you guys are all blessings. And and no, I don't care what these people think. That's fine if they think that. But I don't like that they're making when people say stuff like not the hands are full. I don't care about that. But when they say things like you poor woman or I wouldn't want to be you or I feel sorry for you in front of the kids that makes them feel like you know like oh are we a bad thing like exactly. is it bad for you to have a lot of kids like yeah. mom are you embarrassed like no i'm not embarrassed no. and so i try to be i love it really gracious with those people and just be like you know the hands are full of people like oh so is my heart or something corny back right, you know right, what i mean right. or like i'm like i've had to tell somebody before like don't why would you feel sorry for me? Like, I love it. This is great. Like, what's one more yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And so with that, then there's the beauty of the people who do get it or who do yes. usually who are Christians who believe that children are a gift that will go out of their way to tell us how beautiful our family is or how well behaved our children are like something like that. And those little moments are, are nice. We had that experience at Costco actually this last weekend Well, yeah. the guy yeah. said, he's like a man whose quiver is full yep. is blessed. Yep. So that was a tangent, but yeah, so it's a good one. It's well, that was just our way to announce the pregnancy. Party. There you go. Feral, We're having feral uh, party of eight, sixth child, and is it early? Yeah, but can John hide it? No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, and then here's the next set of things. Don't ask me if it's twins, bro. Don't ask, don't even ask me how far along I am. Every time, every time, every time you start to get visibly pregnant people are like oh you must have triplets in there and she hates remember with lola well so it's the thing is though it's not even because this is my six it's because i've always gotten big quick i remember people being shocked at me showing so quickly with lola our first but it's because like i have a short torso and she was like she made me huge but i remember feeling like a clown show because everybody would ask like when were you due and how many are in there yeah. Again, things that like, you don't always have to say something. No, you just see a big family or you see smile. a pregnant woman, you don't have to comment on it. Just smile and say, say How's beautiful the weather? family or <laughs> whatever. Like, gosh, Jesus, that's so funny. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's um yeah. So there's our pregnancy announcement. It's number six. We're excited, and you know, I've said this to everybody. We tell people, and we get multiple reactions. We have zero expectation of how people are going to react. And it is icing on the cake when you are happy for us. But if you're not, we don't care. What's that one guy's voice? We don't care. We don't. We do not care. We do not, (laughs) dude. We don't. It's just like, look, if we, I mean, we've been around the block here. Like, we know how this works. And we we know how hard it is to have these kids and raise these kids and, the chaos that comes with it. If we were pulling our hair out and we were just like, oh my gosh, these kids are sucking our lives away. This is the worst ever. They're so expensive and all these horrible negative things about it. We wouldn't have another kid. <laughs> and we're choosing to have another kid. And we prayed about having this kid. Yes, this isn't. The people have already yeah. asked me, like, was this an accident? No. No. 
It wasn't, no, are you this scared? Was, yes, yes, I'm scared. This, this was is intentional. Be yeah, yeah, yeah. This was intentional, and we're excited. And um, and shame on you if you're like, oh, I can't afford to have another kid. Shut up. Give me a break, dude. Give me a break. We have six kids, and it does not make sense. And <laughs> okay? it is expensive. But God keeps providing for us, and we're a single family income. And do I have to make a lot of money because of that? Yes, but he keeps leading me to the right places to do so. And so it's just like, stop with this. I can't afford to have another well, kid. I'm like, dude, stop. So maybe this is a whole, like maybe we even cut this whole episode and start at the announcement and get rid of the other stuff because I think. No, that probably takes too much. Uh, I know, but this efforts. is like a whole other thing because I think probably a lot of our listeners are Christians because I think we probably um, push out a lot of non-Christians with our comments. Um yeah not to be rude or whatever. It just would make sense that we would have more Christian listeners. So I think what's important is a lot of Christians say, actually, they, didn't we have a lot of single, um, non-Christian listeners? I don't know. For a while. You look at the, uh, demographics. I, we did. I haven't, I haven't looked at the stats for like mm-hmm. months and I just saw, I just pulled them up before we got on here. I was like, I wonder if people are still listening. I guess you guys are. So thanks. So, so we thanks. appreciate it. You're still listening. Well, regardless, away. Shoot. whoever's listening, that's we, we love you and we're thankful that you're listening, but we don't really love you cause we don't know you, but, but I would, if you want to shoot us a text and uh, what's the number? I have no idea. It's been five, one, three. Let me finish my thing here. Okay. So what I was saying is Christians, I feel like this is a, I mean, I'm going to call us out here because I think a lot of Christians say they trust God, right? As you're supposed to as a Christian, but not with their family size. It's like one area, you know, Christians struggle trusting God with finances. I think we've probably talked about that before, but also with family size because it's scary. It's scary to say, Lord, you know, have your way, however many kids, because kids are hard and it is scary to, you know, people are always like, aren't you afraid to bring another kid into this, you know, crazy world? Or aren't you afraid of, you know, I've shared my experiences with postpartum depression or the fact that I've had to have C-sections, like, aren't you afraid of these things? Aren't you afraid of your other kids not getting as much of a- attention and stuff? And I'm not going to say that that stuff doesn't go through our mind. Of course, there's hard that comes with having another child. But at the end of the day, we have said, Lord, we trust you and your plan for our lives and our yes is on the table. And we said, if you want, because we were both kind of feeling like, are we supposed to have another baby? Like, it's pretty chaotic, but kind of felt, you know, when people would say, just assume that we were done. I always mm-hmm. felt this, this inkling of like, I don't know. I don't know that we are. And so we prayed the prayer and God answered and he blessed us with another baby. And I guess my point in saying that is if you trust God, trust God, he will mm-hmm. provide, he will. And he never in his, in his word has said, have babies until this have babies. If you're comfortable in this area, yeah, there's not a single verse of the Bible that says stuff. He says, be fruitful and multiply. And yeah. what better thing could we give this this broken world than a bunch of little lights that, you know, God willing, will grow up and and be blessings to others. You know what I mean? So I just, I want to challenge Christians who, who say they love and trust the Lord to mm-hmm. also trust him with finances and with your family size. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is freaking hard. <laughs> It's really hard, and we give up a lot. And if you want to have another kid, you're going to give up a lot too. Like, sure. you're going to give up the conveniences of sleep for 
um, season of life. But for a season, and that's the thing. Yes, postpartum, I hate postpartum. I dread it. It is the worst time and sense of like for me not the part of getting to snuggle a new baby and stuff but the transition of postpartum and the recovery and now i'm in my 30s so you know it's going to be harder and we have more kids so it's gonna be harder yeah i dread that part but is it worth an entire life that we would be gifted with you know hopefully a long life with another child to love and then god willing eternity is that worth just you know one year of rough you know what I mean? The exchange is there's, it's a no brainer to me. Postpartum depression is real and it's hard and it's scary. And you know, finances, all that stuff, homeschooling another kid. I can't believe I'm going to take on another child to homeschool because the little ones that I have right now, can't the two I'm boys pay for another kid to eat. Dude. I know we already got we to just eat. bought a 10 foot dining room table. How, <laughs> how, how, how big is the freaking thing? I don't know. It's like a 12 seater or something. It's freaking huge. Yeah. It's massive. And, or a 10-seater and our family fills most of it. Yeah. But that's the thing. So, yeah, these are sacrifices and these are hard things. But the time it's so short in light of an entire lifetime. You know what I mean? Do you know how many people, speaking of people that stop us at stores and stuff, do you know how many people have stopped me and said they wish they would have had more kids? Oh, more people stop us to say that than you would imagine. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of them say they wish they would have been brave enough to have more. They wish their spouse would have been on board. They just wish they wouldn't have been afraid to have more. And it's just like, if, if things go as, you know, again, God willing, one day our dining room table with the holidays is going to be ridiculous. We're going to need multiple tables, Hilarious. but what a blessing, you know? And I don't think, and I'm not saying that every single Christian family needs to have a whole host of kids like not everybody's called to that and i don't think everybody can handle that yeah like god did build us differently for higher levels a threshold of chaos i think Mm -hmm. um or he's just equipped us because we've gone through it i mean people are like i don't know how you do it i'm like well you just you don't know till you have to kind of thing um so i'm not saying every christian family has to have four five six seven kids or anything like that i'm just saying no you i'm not saying everyone should i'm saying let God decide. Sure. Let God decide. Some people might be in a place where two is what God wants them to be equipped with. You know what I mean? Like, or has equipped them to raise. Like, cause obviously we're all different and whatnot. So. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But a part of me, like, yes, of course, let, let God decide that. It's just when you think about, when you think about how woke culture is and how all the crazy things are happening, it's just like, dude, we need more believers. We need yeah. more we need more kids that are going to be raised up in the faith that yeah. are gonna reach people. You know, like if if our kids aren't like these massively bold kids who are, you know, constantly preaching the gospel to people, but they are they're sowers and they are getting people to think critically and they are so talked into the faith, you know, as Turk says that they can't, you know, they can't be talked out. They can't be talked out of it. Right. Imagine the impact just one of our kids out of six will have on in all the years that they're alive in just the relationships, the friendships, the people that, you know, uh, just naturally come to a relationship with God because of how our kids are raised. Mm-hmm. And we have six arrows we're shooting out. Shoot out. You yeah. know what I mean? 
who then branch out, you know, yeah. think about the grandkids. If each of our kids just had two kids, we'd have 12 grand. You know, it's just awesome, like man. that olive branch um, imagery that Pastor yeah. Aaron talked about the one time really had me. I don't remember the exact, I guess I shouldn't go to it, but it just really had me thinking. I'm like, wow, yeah. the impact. You just think in the moment, you're like, okay, kids, and I got to feed them and I got to pay for them. But you're making a legacy. Like, talk about the legacy that's worth building. Who cares about generational wealth and stuff when you can look at the fact that we might put out, again, God willing, we're going to put out six believers into this world who are going to go and make a difference in other people's lives who then touch other people and other people. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And then you look at this, you look at this, this, uh, this ploy to try to tell people, hey, stop having babies or hey, stop getting married and, and like, hey, there's you not, do you. there's, you know, not enough, uh, <laughs> not resources. enough resources to have babies and, you know, all we need to be neonatalists and blah, 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 all this crap. But what's interesting about that is like, if people all buy into that lie, then we just have a bunch of scared, passive people who aren't aggressively making decisions and actually like taking God's word for what it is, be fruitful and multiply. And the world goes to hell in a handbasket, man. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to we push against that and we say, yeah, we're actually going to fill the earth and fill it with Christians, with people yeah. who are, who are worshiping their creator. And they're just like, yes, I do believe there's a God. Like, yes, this does make practical, logical sense. And it's just, I mean, what's the alternative if if we don't have kids and we're all scared and we're right. all just passive? Well, especially and, as a Christian, and we're, and we're listening. To all you just this want crap. to grow up in the rest of the world with the next generation. I mean, we already are growing up in a godless society, yeah. so like, who's gonna who's gonna change that? <laughs> we have to. Yeah, could we have ever imagined ten years ago that you know, like thirty three percent of kids like. 15 and under, we're just like, yeah, I'm non-binary or I'm gay. It's like, no. give me a break, man. No. <laughs> like, what is happening? And might I say that sometimes when these things happen, you know, there have been multiple stories of like, these kids don't have stability in their families. They don't have parents that are spending time with them. Like, they're a burden to their parents, right? Because that's what culture has created. Do you realize yeah. all so of these? So it's impossible for us to have a bunch of kids and them be a burden if we're willing to have them and go through the pain of having them and raising them and losing all the conveniences that we would be in the next season without that person without you know waking up and all that stuff like dude what the heck yeah what's the trade-off exactly what's the trade-off it's just interesting how all these things the climate narrative the gender the whole lgbtq plus plus narrative all of it all of it pushes against the nuclear family all of it denigrates the whole family and it's like how in the world is a society how is a society supposed to survive if nobody is procreating more not to mention all the fertility issues and stuff caused by a lot of the things that are going on it's just interesting that every one of these narratives somehow affects in one way or another the family and the way god created it we shouldn't be weird well we are we we shouldn't we shouldn't be weird like Six kids should not be like, oh my gosh, that's a bunch of kids. And it's I shocking. mean, look, even you, even Christians give us the look, like, oh, one hundred percent, like, not really that happy for us. Like, oh, you guys are. Whew, People sure are only happy for you, like the first and second kid, and then third on, yeah, they're I mean, like, oh, again, why? You already have a boy exactly, and a girl. Exactly, why? Dude. Why do you want more? Why do you need more? I've seen people act like it's like almost an obsession. Like you have, like you're trying to fill some void, and it's like. 
I can, I can understand maybe there are some people like we've talked about who put everything into their kids and that's only about their kids who maybe are trying to just fill that and they don't want to let go of having a baby. I mean, I, I do look forward to the older days. I'm, I'm, I love having babies obviously. And the baby years are so special, but there's so many exciting things for us to look forward to. And so yes, I look forward to those we're not filling any kind of, there's no void. We are, we are full. We are full over here. No. And, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have two kids and they're so different from each other. Like we have the, we have the privilege of seeing five kids right now that are so unbelievably unique and different from each other. Even though they're raised under the same circumstances, same circumstances, close to the same same age, like literally incredible. And so the reason we have these kids is like, we're weird. We're producing more life, man. Like God says, like, okay, you're going to be a vessel and you're going to be fruitful and you're going to multiply the earth. And here we go. And, and like I said, man, it's about, it's about raising these kids to do what's right, to, to have a relationship with God. And, and before I go much further on that, it's, it's like, we are totally cool with our kids questioning, like, is there God? You know what I mean? Like, dude. Let's talk about it. Let's open up the conversation. No one's forcing God down your throat in this house. It, it's just it's just a matter of, hey, here, here's here's the fruit of mom and dad. Here's where it comes from. Here is why we teach you the morality that we teach you. Here's where it comes from, right? Here's creation. You can either choose for it to be like literally just one big bang that happened from a massive explosion and accident and no intelligent mind behind it or when we create an art project for homeschool, you can ask yourself, like, did that magically appear? Or right. did you create that? And logically, it just makes sense to them. Well, yeah. Again, that goes back to the Frank Turek thing, talking about kids being talked into, kids not being able to talk. Or well, First of all, he talks about how kids are talked out of Christianity because nobody ever talked them into it. And so what you're saying is we're taking the approach of helping our children to understand and be allowed to ask questions and critically think. But yeah. when you teach them creation, and this is kind of an aside off of what we're talking about, but like when you teach them creation, then evolution or big bang sounds silly. Sounds ridiculous. It doesn't even make any sense. And yeah. it's crazy how logical our kids can be at their young ages, just because mm-hmm. we are giving them a foundation of truth. Mm-hmm. And, and we've challenged them with super tough questions. Like they, they do. Why, why are you Christian? And I think I think Lola was five when I had this conversation with her. She wasn't saved, obviously, but I was just like, "Why? Why do you believe in God?" Like, well, you and mommy believe in God. I was like, "Okay, um, how do you know it's true?" Well, the Bible says so. Well, I said, "Well, how do you know the Bible's true?" You know, like I was I was toying with her head, you know, trying to really get her to come to a conclusion that like would actually sit in her conscience, you know. And by the end of the conversation, she was like. Dad, you're scaring me. And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about some of these things, you know? And so, yeah, I just... It's scaring me. Yeah, it was scaring her because I was asking her questions that were, like, making her kind of, like, shake and doubt what oh, what yeah. we had taught her, right? And I was like, well, yeah, let's let's talk about why you believe what you believe. Like, don't just believe it because I told you to believe it. Right. Like, just, like, let's see if you actually do. And now, you know, Lola's uh, professed to be a Christian. She's about to be nine, and she's serious like she's there's fruit there she's of, of discernment and understanding at an 
age appropriate level. I've always, truthfully, we've always questioned the salvation of like young children and can they really understand it and stuff. But no, she's proven. And not that they would go to hell if they died. But right, yeah. no. But like she's proven to really have an, uh, yeah, an understanding. Our kids, our For kids sure. are they're getting it. They're getting it. They're getting it. They ask questions it's and they talk so about things, and we have very incredible. open dialogue. And I don't know what this has to do with having kids, but it's good. It's it's the fruits of having kids, man. It's the fruits. It's yeah. it's the joy of having multiple kids and them the understand personalities like that. Like this is this is number one to us, you yeah. know. Like that that they they grow up in a Christian household and understand God and who He is. And shoot, it is sanctifying. Like yeah, I would not be where I'm at in my faith, and you know, there's always room for growth, but. Chris and I wouldn't be where we're at in our marriage or in our faith right now if we didn't have what we have because God has used these pregnancies and these children to just sanctify us and bring us to our knees and bring us closer to him. And so don't, it is the blessing of children outweighs the hard, but that doesn't mean the hard isn't hard. You know what I mean? I think that's the weirdest thing about parenting is it's in tandem. You know what I mean? Some days are so hard. So horrible. And you know, it's interesting because we try to be really open and honest about, you know, our lives. We're open about when things are hard. I, for a long time, was really sharing, you know, the really tough days with the kids and the chaos and stuff. And I did pull back from that a little bit, though, because I felt like I was kind of falling into that toxic mommy culture we've talked about, where instead of encouraging people to have children, I was maybe like, people would joke like, oh, that's my birth control for the day. You know what I mean? And like, I don't, want that I don't want to be the reason that somebody would be like "Mm, I don't know if that's for me because it is chaotic and I sometimes don't realize how chaotic my days are until I maybe tell somebody who has no kids or one or two kids like wait what what all (laughs) by 9 (laughs) a.m what happened and so but in saying that what was I saying oh but I but we have been really open about the challenges of the chaos and stuff like that and I had before we ever got pregnant this time there was a family member specifically was like do not have another kid. Like oh, you, yeah. you wouldn't really do that, right? Like you guys already talk about how hard it is. Why would you even consider having another kid? And I asked them, I was like, well, I'm, I'm like, does hard mean not worth it? Like, do right. you, cause this person owns a business. And I was like, is your business ever hard? You know, like, do you ever have days where you complain or vent about how challenging the, the business world is like, but does that mean you shouldn't own your business or your marriage, you know, asking somebody else, like, is your relationship ever hard? Does that mean you just shouldn't be married, just throw in the towel? I mean, I do know a lot of people think that way of like, well, it's hard, let's not do it. Um, that's why back to marriages, you know, that we were talking about earlier, freaking just being so disposable, but when they're hard, but I guess that's just something I want to bring up. Cause it's, it's frustrating that people would think that just because we say sometimes like, oh, we can't do this because we have five kids or like we are dropping the ball on certain things because our lives, our days are really, really full or whatever, mm-hmm. that that would mean it's not worth it to bring another child into the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Those are just such non-eternal issues. So true. So true. And they grow up fast, man. Everyone says that too. <laughs> Everyone says that every time. And, it, and it's like, true yeah, though. Yeah, we're we're seeing see it. it. We're seeing it. Our Lena number Number three, who was the baby when we started this show, she just lost her first tooth tonight. I'm like, dude, you just got those teeth. Like, I feel like you were just a baby and those teeth just came in. How is that possible? I think it took her forever to lose her teeth. No, she's only five. That's early. Some kids don't start losing teeth at like six, seven. Really? 
Lola lost hers at five too, but interesting. She was baby Lena. Like when we started this podcast, she was only like one. Oh, she was little. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Now she's down here saying bye, Felicia. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Um, I feel like I wanted to bring something Hilarious. else up real fast because, you know, we're going hard on like, hey, Christians, trust the family. You know, trust your, trust the Lord with your family size. And I know, I know, there's people who are being like, okay. That's cool, but you must not have bad pregnancies or you must not have to worry about health things or whatever. So what do you say for the Christian who, you know, is worried about their health because they've got really challenging pregnancies or or maybe they almost died? Like there was a uh, after Ledger, after our fourth, I, I don't know if I should say I almost died, but I thought I was going to die. Like I had a really scary recovery after my C-section and so – you know, some people are like, how did you have any more after that? You know, like there are legitimate concerns where I can understand why somebody would be like, okay, I trust the Lord, but also I want to prevent myself from, from getting pregnant again. For sure. What do you say about that? Well, I I think that goes back to your point when it is, let's, let's truly seek God about this. Like, look, a baby is a miracle. A baby is a miracle. And so if a baby's a miracle, the odds tell me that every time I have sex, I'm not going to produce a child. Right. Right? It's not. It's not going to happen. And so I think that we pray and we ask God in, like, like very seriously, like, Lord, like, look, our yes is on the table if you want us to. Right? But we really need to see the next steps here. Like, do you want our family to grow? Because I think oftentimes we look at God like, yeah, he doesn't really he doesn't really care about those details. He's busy doing a lot of other things. But the Bible clearly says God cares about every little mm-hmm. detail. And he is an eternal being. And so, yes, he can care about what's happening with Israel and Hamas. And he can care about starving kids in Africa. And those be huge problems that he's there hearing prayers and still care about our prayers of having another kid. You know what I mean? And so I think sometimes it comes down to the theology of who God is to you. Mm-hmm. Like, do you believe that God cares about little details? If you don't, chances are you're pretty passive because you make all the decisions very logically on your own. Mm-hmm. That's how you guys roll, right? If you believe in the theology that God does care about the little details and you give him a chance and you open up and you and you fast and you pray and you and you lay your everything out to God. You're like, God, control my life. Like, take my life. Take my life. Take my career. Take my parenting. Take my leadership. Take my everything. Surrender it all. You're going to make more aggressive decisions. Yeah, That's what I would say is what's your theology of God and are you truly seeking God about this or is it kind of like, yeah, I, I pray about things. Like, I think through things. I'm logical with these. Logically, we shouldn't have six kids. Right. Okay. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Um, you don't work. You are a stay I work every day. Okay. Sorry. I don't make a paycheck. You don't make a paycheck. <laughs> You're a stay-at-home mom. We're single income. Uh, the Your economy is crazy. My income fluctuates. I I didn't drop this on the podcast, but we'll give you this. I quit my stable job recently and started my own did. company. No. We didn't. We did, oh, we not, didn't we did not talk about revamp. Yeah. So I started a consulting firm, and I'm 
and I'm growing that right now. And that's, you know, guys, come on. Like, you know, you, you can make a good check, but then you can go a little bit without money. So we're about to have a sixth kid. Does not make sense. Right? We're uninsured. Does not make sense. Okay? So all the reasons that you think, like, oh, I don't have enough money in savings and this and then that, dude. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it just doesn't make logical sense. But God still wants to bring you through it. God, yeah. God still wants to refine you through this thing. And he wants the glory. Yep. He wants the glory for it. So This baby didn't surprise him. Not at all. Yeah. Well, and so somebody, okay, then speak to the person who's like, okay, but that just sounds irresponsible. Somebody's thinking that. Even that just sounds irresponsible. Somebody is thinking like, okay, but if you can't, if you don't have all the things lined up, if you don't have all your ducks in a row, isn't irresponsible to bring another child into the world? So you're saying in specific it would be irresponsible. I'm saying to bring somebody is probably hearing the world because financially. I'm saying somebody is probably thinking that, like, well, yeah. if you don't have all these things lined up, you know, because there's there are people who think like you have to have X amount of dollars before you can even start a family. You know what I mean? Sure. Or X amount of income or sure. whatever. So speak to the person then who is feeling like that's irresponsible and explain just the ways you got to trust God. If okay, I'm gonna speak okay. to that. If God wasn't real, it's dumb. Fair. It's stupid. Because it's, it's all up to me. If God doesn't exist, and miracles don't exist, and God doesn't care about my life, and I am floating, like I am... I am a clump of cells. A clump of cells <laughs> on the earth with no purpose, and I'm going to die and literally be fertilizer, then I'm making a lot of really bad decisions. But I'm 33. We have five kids, one on the way. We've been through a lot. And all of these decisions we've made, he hasn't failed us one time. Or the universe hasn't failed us one time, right? So I'll give you a... Shoot, we got to tell this whole story. I'll give you whatever, right? So out of the amazing things that have happened in our lives, we have not been... We've not gone hungry. We have not not been failed. In fact, we've upgraded our home. I have learned more skills and become more valuable in the workplace. We have had more kids. We have brought you home from work. We have started multiple businesses. So we've been able to give back. That's like even when that didn't logically speaking, like one plus one equals two. Okay, sure. Like, oh, you're not making money, so it's irresponsible for you to Yeah, okay. Yeah. If there was no God. If there was no God, you're right. Yep. But there is. I was saying, but I feel like this is just <laughs> so, proof that there is a God. I mean, when we brought is. home our fourth child in the height of COVID, we had no income. No. You had, That was the first time, and no, not the first time, that was one of the times you took a leap into entrepreneurship. We had no income. We did not go without. Our kids were always dressed. We've always had our mortgage paid. Like, we've never lived in, in poverty at all. It, it's just crazy. And... To your point there, like, I've never been, I've probably said this a hundred times on this podcast, I've never been a believer that, like, I remember, I remember leaving college, I went to a Christian college, and I'd be like, so what are you going to do with your life? And people were like, I don't know, man, whatever God wants. And I used to get so mad at that comment, because it made me think that people were just going to jump in the water and not move their arms. And that's not what God asks us. Like, it's hard to support this family. (laughs) And it's hard to come up with money. And it's 
hard to start a business and it's hard to leave a stable job because you feel like you're being pulled into entrepreneurship in a hard season. It's hard to have a six kid. It's hard to pay the obscene grocery bills that we pay and homeschool and keep up with the emotional needs of our kids. It's freaking hard. I'm not saying like, yeah, God just supports us. We just wake up and we say kumbaya. And uh, in fact, God put the toast in the toaster today. And it popped and like it was amazing. Manna and from like, heaven. Manna from heaven, man. Like no, it's not freaking like that. Like God, God puts us through us the, put the ringer, the man. Yeah. God puts us through the ringer, and it refines us, but it makes us trust Him so much. And so, yeah, that that that's my answer to that person. Yeah. Yes, it is irresponsible in this. In, in, in the context <laughs> of atheism. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> but that happens to not be true. And there happens to be a God who does care and personally and deeply does care about our family and and what we're trying to do to bring him glory and our kids and our health and all the things. Yep. And so because that's true and because we pray, we say, like, the biggest prayer is, God, give me a sound mind. Don't make me, don't let me make a decision that's so stupid and foolish for my family in the name of just being radical, mm-hmm. right? It's, Lord, give me a sound mind. Like, just help me see the next step. I don't have to see the whole picture. Help me see the next step. And maybe for you listening, you're like, is it another baby? Is it leaving my job? Is it, like, what is it, you know? But chances are, and I feel like I'll write a book about this someday, I believe God calls every single Christian to be aggressive. Because how can God show his glory if we're just passively so passive going through life? Yeah. Like I had a, I had one kid or I had two kids and I stopped because of finances or because it was too hard on us or because this, that, and that. Okay, well, how, how, how else is God working in your life? Are you doing something aggressive with your career? Are you doing something aggressive with your time? Like, no, not really. I'm just we're just kind of coasting. Just like, going through the motions. Okay, then there's your answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think is my it, mic cutting out? By the way, I don't think so. Okay, I think it just comes down to: Do you want to grow in your relationship with God too? Because when you don't have a reason to try to put your trust in Him, it's harder to grow. Not that you can't grow, but I feel like. You know, we talk about growth, obviously, on this podcast. And when you have to rely on God, you, you your relationship and your trust for him grows exponentially. I mean, again, back to people always saying, I don't know how you do it. I don't. I hit my knees every day. I like literally face down some days. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know why you thought I was the person to raise and teach all these children. But like, I can't do it without you. You got to work through me. You got to give me some discernment. You got to give me your patience, your love, your mercy, your gentleness, all of that stuff, because it is hard. It is hard. It is hard, but it's grown me closer to him because I cannot do it on my own. Just like you in jumping out and doing entrepreneurship again, when in a, in a non, in a no God life would be like, what are you doing? It's foolish. What are you doing? Yeah. But like, you are obedient to God and what he calls you to do. And you can't do it without him. He, like, he just, it's just crazy. I mean, you guys are a good team. 
he you guys make it happen every time blows my mind so far so good right <laughs> blows my mind if you guys even knew Still like the actual the <laughs> details the actual details of it all you would just be like wait what like one day we will share it all i know but like if you we say it all the time even, but for I know, some but it reason been it just it, it just hasn't been the time but yes but if, knew if you ways. think we're aggressive when you hear our whole story about the miraculous way God has shown up in our lives. Time and time and time <laughs> You'd again. be like, okay, this is interesting. I think it would make a believer out of a non-believer. Yeah. I mean. It's not possible we'll to have that many point. coincidences. No, no. We'll share at some point. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is when we're having all these kids and we're, we're doing all these things. Like, okay. Are we having another one? Okay. All right. Let's do this, man. Like, let's do th- Like, you get one life. Dang it. You get one life. Dang it. You get one, man. Yep. You get one. And it's just like, why? I think I've referenced this before too, but we've done so many episodes and it's been so long since we've done one. Who cares? So, <laughs> John Piper. Oh, we should just pull the clip up and listen to it. It's so good. Do it. Talk about something while I find this. Okay. I'll talk about something. Well, I was just thinking because we kind of went off on a rabbit trail when I was saying, like, let's speak to the person who has legitimate concerns on why they have tried to avoid having any more kids and because I don't want to downplay that. I don't want to act like your health concerns or, you know, any kind of suffering you've had are not, um, hold on. I'm going to finish my sentence here. Not legitimate. Um, but I would just encourage you if you are somebody who's like, I would like more kids, but I can't because of X, Y, Z, whatever it looks like for you to just, pray about it or again like you said earlier chris maybe it's not kids necessarily maybe it's a job change or something like that but if there's an area in your life that you feel like you have not surrendered to god and allowed him to work because you're holding on to it because you know maybe you're afraid to have another bad pregnancy or you're afraid that you'll fail if you apply for that job or you're afraid that the economy is going to crash even more than it already freaking has and we will it probably will. And you need that savings nest egg or whatever it looks like. Give it to God. I promise you he knows what to do with it better than we do. And just give it to him and pray well, for because his he will. knows he knows he knows what the result will be. Right. So, you know, atheist people will be like, Well, like, how would God know that? It's like, well, like if the person who created space has had to be in a spaceless place, right? Timeless yeah, he has to be timeless if he created time. He has to be outside of time, right? Can he act in time because he created? Yeah, <laughs> but he acts outside of time. So he's timeless, spaceless, and immaterial, right? And you're just like, dude, it might defy all the things we know because we've never, ever been able to wrap our head around those things. But it's just like God knows, he knows what's going to happen. These things don't catch him by surprise. And so, yes, like exactly, like that, he knows what to do with these things. And so there's great there's great freedom and peace in knowing that it's not all up to me. Yeah. When I think about our finances, I'm like, okay, well, it's uh, the first of the month and I have to make this much money. It's like, oh my gosh, like it's so much money, you know? But it's just like, all right, Lord, like I, you know, you know I'm trying to follow you. You know I'm trying to do right by my family. You know I'm trying to honor you. Like, Work in tandem with me here. Like, let's, what are we doing today, Lord? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's basically what our day-to-day is. Um, And so, so yeah, this is a little sidebar, but I'm pulling this clip up because 
we kind of talked about like passivity, right? Uh-huh. And I, th- I think this hits. Hopefully this is the right clip because um, here we go. Start the article. Start now, retire early. February 1998. Bob and Penny took early retirement from their jobs in the Northeast five years ago when he was 59 and she was 51. Now they live in Punta Gorda, Florida, where they cruise on their 30-foot trawler, play softball, and collect shells. That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. And there are people in this country that are spending billions of dollars to get you to buy it. And I get 40 minutes to plead with you, don't buy it. With all my heart, I plead with you, don't buy that dream. The American dream. A nice house, a nice car, a nice job, a nice family, a nice retirement, collecting shells as the last chapter before you stand before the creator of the universe to give an account with what you did. Here it is, Lord, my shell collection. Look, Lord, my shell collection. And I've got a good swing. And look at my boat. God, look at my boat, God. That's just awesome, man. Like, if you're passive and you're a believer, my goodness. How does that not light you on fire? Right. Like, whoa, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, like, that is not the life that I am shooting for. That is not no. the American dream. Oh my gosh. Like, even, even the American dream, like, yes, it, God would not have allowed me and you to be born in America if he didn't expect us to <laughs> somewhat capitalize on what we can do here, Right not only for the rescue mission of salvation and the gospel message, but also, I, I don't think God has a problem with us making money. God, God's like, cool. You're in a country that allows you to make money and, and, and help people and use that money for good? Awesome, cool. Like, I don't think there's a problem with that, right? But the interesting part is we get caught up in the house, the car, the job, all this stuff, and... I think the whole point we are trying to make is we have six kids because we know eternally like we will die one day and we will be in heaven with the creator of the universe and all that matters is not how much money we made and how cool we looked on social media. All that matters is that our family is saved and our loved ones are saved and we honored God and we get and we die, and we go to heaven, and God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, that, that's that's it. Yeah. 
and I don't expect that God would call us to just go to church on Sunday, one day a week, and spend an hour of devotions with him per day, and wouldn't expect that it's not hard to be distracted the other you know, 15, 16 hours of waking hours that we have per day. like He knows we have to work. He knows that we're not always thinking of spiritual things. He knows that, right? But at the end of the day, like, where's our life pointing? Like, that's why you have a bunch of kids. That's why you start a business. That's why you make aggressive moves with your life because of that clip right there. Right. Yeah, you want something a little more exciting to show, Lord, that you did with your life than work, retire, and collect shells. <laughs> yeah, too. Like like literally, kids we collected, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we collected. Yeah, Seriously, man. think about all the grandkids, man. What if all of our kids Nuts. have big families? Yeah. Like, we very well could have, like, 20 grandkids. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Or more. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and that's convicting to you, whatever shells means to you. Yeah. Right? You know, for us, it's like God's given us this threshold for aggressive decisions, so it's the next thing for us. It's like, okay, God, like what... What's the thing right now that's just not not big enough, not good enough for you basically right yeah. now? You know, like what's what's that thing that you, what more do you want from us? You know, I'm a believer that when people aren't believers, the reason they're here still is because God's patient and his patience hasn't run out, right? Yeah. But when you're a believer, it's like, okay, you're here to build God's kingdom, right? right? So if I'm still here, why am I here? Right. Am I here to just like, Upgrade our life a little bit, get a nice car, retire, save money in the bank, and then just, I don't know, retire somewhere, play golf. Live neutrally day to day, go through the motions. Is that that why I'm here? Right. You know what I mean? So I love that clip. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a good one. Yeah. You tired? I'm getting really tired. You've fallen off? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully this brought somebody value, right? Yeah. We won't get any mean messages. Mean messages. Judgy, judgy we are trying to tell everybody to it's fine. fill the earth when it's... What's the new climate propaganda? What's wrong with it now? It's getting too cold this time. It's too hot. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even keep up with it. All I know is the Lord didn't give us this earth. Tell us to be fruitful, multiply, and reign over you know the earth and all that good stuff to, to just let us like, to just destroy it. I mean, it just... Doesn't make any sense. So if you're a believer, don't buy into all that crap. He says he's gonna make it new anyway. So True. I mean you can recycle or something if you want. Thanks for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. If you're new here, hurry up! I don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> like, like and subscribe to the show. <laughs> <laughs>